Badger fans, we are still rolling. We made it to the second round of the NIT. But before we talk about the Badger game, that happened on Tuesday. Trajan, what exciting thing happened on Wednesday? Brad Davidson liked our video of me pretty much professing my love for him as a player. And I'm pretty sure if I go over to Lithuania, he will find me somewhere to stay. Yeah, he did say that he has a safe place for you to stay in Lithuania. Honestly, guys, it was really cool. We were super excited. Um, Trajan was shaking up in the air, and he said it was not from him being electrocuted, which is a first for him if he's shaking at work. But yeah, shout out Brad Davidson. You take your wins and your losses. <laughs> Shout out to Brad Davidson, though, for liking, you know, our Instagram reel that we put up. I mean, that's just, hey, that's just a cool guy. And he did say go Badgers. So go Badgers come this second round. So let's just talk about their first game against Bradley Trajan. What was the topic that we kept talking about the whole entire time between our texts? I told you, Big Steve. I told you Big Steve was going to be the man. I did not think I was not going to go 36 points, Big Steve, rolling from downtown, Big Steve. I was thinking more like 15 points. but Five made threes. Nobody, he made five threes. Nobody could match up with him. He was just, I mean, he was bigger than everybody. He played. And it's exactly what Greg Gard told you and what Greg Gard said Stephen Crawl had to do. He had to be more aggressive. Against Ohio State, wasn't aggressive. He came out in that game, and he was aggressive from the get-go, and look what happened. He, he Like he said in his post game, well, was that what stopped you from shooting threes? He said, yeah. He said early on in the year when he started missing shots, he wasn't aggressive pulling the three. And then all of a sudden, he, like Greg Gard said, and he also said, shooting some free throws early on, seeing the free throws, the free throws all went in too. That was the big thing. He was hitting free throws. And seeing them go in, that just – upped his game to being, okay, now I can step it out and pull from downtown. I watched him one time in warmups, stand at the three-point line, or stand at the top of the arc, and he was just shooting flat-footed from three, and he was making them out there. And I was like, okay, he's got confidence out there. He's just, he's a guy who goes off of confidence. He built himself confidence in that game, and we watched it. And like Greg Gard said, he could be, if he keeps progressing like this and stays aggressive, he could be one of the top big men that has ever played at Wisconsin. I mean, he's comparable to Frank Kaminsky. Nobody can say he's not. He's got the same tools that Frank Kaminsky had. It's taken him longer to develop. But when Frank was a junior, this is, I mean, the stats aren't that far apart from what Stephen Crowell showed this year. And that's where you watch him next year. He could potentially become, with all these big guys, Zach Eadie's going to be gone, with all these big guys leaving the Big Ten, he could be the new Zach Eady of the Big Ten. Just somebody who, but the difference between him and Zach Eady is, Zach Eady is inside. He doesn't step out. He doesn't, he cannot shoot the three. Crowell can extend your offense out there. If he gets a three-level scorer out of Crowell, down this tournament stretch, going into next year, Crowell's going to be huge. He could be on the first uh, first team All-Big Ten. Yeah, honestly, it was really good to see. It was good to see them play the way they did at the beginning of the year, honestly. like They just kept rolling. They didn't give up. They kept on the gas, which we wanted to see and we've been talking about all year, but they still played within their game. They didn't speed themselves up, and Bradley definitely tried a couple times to speed the Badgers up, and they just kept going the way they were. Chucky made some really good plays. I mean, he wasn't lights out shooting, but Chucky made big plays. He was driving. <laughs> Not even close. He's driving to the basket. He's making plays. 
I don't like some. I don't think he he missed the rim more than he hit the rim on his shots. I think he was kind of. I don't know. They were talking about injury. I think he's got something going. They on. They said he was sick, what, but he's got something going on. Looking at his shooting, looking at his shooting, the way he was playing, he just didn't look. There was. I've seen Chucky miss some shots, but when Chucky misses shots, he at least bricks it. I mean, makes it look like it was still a shot, even his baseline jumpers and all that. But he was airballing the baseline jumpers. Like he was overshooting, undershooting. It wasn't there. Something's not, something was off with Chucky on that night. Yeah. But honestly, though, like everything else he was doing, even though he wasn't shooting, like he was doing everything else and he was still playing a really good game. I mean, but I'm pretty sure they said he was sick, but he still played a really good game. He did his job. He did his job as a point guard more than anything, more than his, you know, being a scorer he was an awesome point guard that game and he helped too even though he wasn't a super big threat like you said he wasn't making those baseline jumpers like he normally does he was drawing the defenders into the lane and then dishing it out to big steve where big steve was draining those threes which we love to see so let's talk about their matchup on sunday against liberty we're back at the Cole center trajan what did the badgers need to keep doing in this next game the defensive pressure that they put on Bradley was huge, kind of chasing them off the three-point line, taking them out of that perspective of their game and making them become more drivers where your defense is, where Steven Crowell's standing there, where Wall can help you out, getting to work that double team. And looking at Liberty, that's going to be the same thing is they're a pretty good three-point shooting team. Uh, you got Darius McGee. He averages about 22 a game. He's going to be your big guy. He's your guard. You know, that's going to be on Chucky, Klesman. Those guys need to shut him down. Keep him, you know, keep him to 10. He's a he's a good scorer. He can score it. 22 a game. He can score it. 39% from three, 87% free throw shooter. He's their guy. He's their big Steve from Bradley, you know, and that's where they're going to have to slow him down. That's going to be on Chucky and Klesman. You're not going to be able to rely on Asijan to guard uh, him. He's not going to be able to shut him down. Asijan's still working through the kinks of defending. He's a freshman yet. He's going to work through the kinks. He's going to become a defender at Wisconsin. Um, that's where you got to work. You got to, and you got to do what made you successful. That's what they did in the last game is they did what made them successful and what has made Wisconsin a successful program in the past. And that was the big man. They use They utilize the big man, utilize the paint rebound free throws. The simple things Wisconsin was missing all season long were layups, free throws and rebounding. That's all it was. Bo Ryan has never had great teams at Wisconsin. He always built them off of layups, free throws, rebounding. That's simple. And Wisconsin this year, they tried to rely so much on the three ball that they became one of the, the best shooting uh, three-point shooting teams, the one the team most reliant on it in the Big Ten. But you don't want to be that. You want to be all three levels you can score it, and that's where in that Bradley game they showed that, and you have to continue that. You have to keep working inside. They're, Liberty's not a huge team. You know, Stephen Crowell, he can roll the NIT – up until you see like this Oklahoma State Oregon team, these teams haven't played guys like these guys in the Big Ten. They haven't played these bigs, and that's where you can utilize that. Use Wall, use Crowell. That's going to get your shooters open from the outside. If Crowell gets hot again, like he just did, that Wisconsin's going to roll this tournament. Nobody, can, there's nobody that could touch him in there. If Crowell played like he even half of what he did in this game all season, Wisconsin would be in the big dance right now, probably sitting in the round of 32, waiting to see what they're going to play. So that's where, I mean, this game, same thing. It's going to be reliant on what can Crowell do, what can Wall do, and that's going to open up the shooters to be able to rely on what can they do up on the outside. Yeah, I think, too, it'll be good. Whatever Chucky had going on, I mean, they played Tuesday. Now they have um, a game again Sunday. So 
that's a nice break for him. Whatever he had going on, if it was injury, if it was him being sick, you know, he had time to recover from that. So that's awesome. It's not, you know, back to back where if they would have played Wednesday night in the NIT and then had to come play Sunday, there was less of a break. So I think that was really good for them. They can definitely see what they need to build on. They can work on a little bit of things. There wasn't too much, honestly, in that Bradley game where you can say, hey, the Badgers really need to work on this. The one thing I was disappointed on is I wanted to see more of Isaac Lindsay. I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see more of him in that Bradley game. I was su- I was surprised with the they didn't use him at all. They brought overs in. Hodges played a little bit. They brought in uh, Kamari McGee. So you saw the bench. I mean, guard went deeper on the bench in that game than he has in many games. And that game was even a blowout when he went deep on the bench. It was still a close game. It was 12 points. They started to bring it back. Then he brought the starters back in. But I don't understand the utilization of Isaac Lindsay. But guard has always been kind of weird with his rotations. So, you know, in this Liberty game, he goes off of matchups. And McGee is faster than what uh, – it Lindsley is. So that's what maybe that's what he was trying to do. If Klesman would have gotten foul trouble, okay, now you might have saw Isaac Lindsley. But it it the game didn't require his services, you know, in that portion of the game. I don't know, maybe that's it. I would love to know his nobody asks him that question because nobody really thinks to ask that. I guess the thing with that is, I mean, against Bradley, that would have been your perfect time to play him though. I mean, we've seen sparks in him all year. We've seen the potential for him to be We've compared him to Max Klesman. We've seen the potential for him to be that. And when the game started to go away a little bit, when they were up by 12, why not put him in? I mean, like you said, you can always put your starters back in and they can take back control of the game. You can put Steven Kral back in to score you a couple points. I mean, the man was not going to miss. But why not Why not put him in then? Why not see, you know, anything that you need him to work on? And I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, like you said, no one asked Greg Gard. And I wish that we could go ask Greg Garden and say, hey, what, what's your thoughts on this kid? Well, I think part of it was, and you watched, it was it was like you're almost watching a different Wisconsin team because how much they looked to just bury this Bradley team. And it kind of looked like it was kind of a pissed off kind of attitude because he didn't pull the starters to what, a minute, minute 12 left in the game is when he officially pulled all the starters because he left a season in there and he left yeah, a couple guys sit. Yeah, but then he pulled everybody. A got stuck in there yep. for a little bit. So it's, I think there was like a minute left when he finally pulled them all and put he put his yeah, little Sonny in there. It was almost <laughs> like it was one of those games where he wanted to show everybody, you know, we're here to play basketball and we're here. We we're we're pissed. We didn't we missed out on the dance for reasons that we were in control of and we couldn't fix. So now we're gonna play our guys. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna put these teams in the ground. And then we're gonna win this thing, and I think that's kind of what he was aiming for. I do. I don't agree with the non-use of uh, Isaac Lindsley because you played Jordan Davis, you played Hodges, you played Elvers, you played McGee in that first half. I don't agree with the non-use of Lindsley in any way, shape, or form. But I think just kind of the use of the starters because he did put McGee and those guys in for a while there when they're up by twelve, but then it got down to six, and then you saw Hepburn come back in, Klesman came back in, everybody came back in then. Wall's the question mark because Wall did go down. He, I think he tweaked that ankle again. I hope he's, uh, you know, at least 75% ready to go. It, they, they didn't they didn't say anything was wrong. They asked guard. Guard says nothing's wrong, so I'm going to go with nothing is wrong. He's good to go. And he was in foul trouble too, so that did not help with the Tyler Wall situation. But 
Gilmore played a good game, so you're not really worried on that aspect of it. But I do agree. The non-use of Lindsley did confuse me because you used everybody else. You just didn't use him. I did like to see Ilvers get out there, though. I did like to see that, and I like to see Hodges, you know, finally see Hodges out there. He's a big body. You know, I'd love to see that because this Liberty team, their tallest guy is 6'9". You know, so Crowell's going to have the advantage down there. It was good to see, going back to Carter Gilmore, it was good to see him take a couple shots. Like, I was shocked. I he, he, didn't, he didn't make them. But did he shoot them? He sure did. And that's what we have been wanting from him. We just want him to shoot. <laughs> not to end the first half. I did not want Gilmore to get the shot from the corner. Well, no. But, hey, no. you know, at least at least he had the confidence to take that shot. I know. And then Chucky took the three to start the game, and he hit it. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Chucky's on. And then everything after that was a disaster. I was like, this is like watching Jordan Davis right now. He played a good game. He played – Jordan Davis played a good game too. I was surprised. They, they, I mean, not a single guy besides, you know, a couple missed shots here. And Klesman, I, I, I don't understand him and his free throw shooting because you would think that guy would be like – he's Brad Davis in 2.0. So you would think he'd be like almost automatic from the line. But he goes out there and he gets one or two or two of three when he missed that or when he got fouled on that three. Two or three. And it's like, yeah. what the heck? What is going on with that guy, very- you know? He's very up and down with his free throw shooting. I don't understand the free throw shooting with him. I love, like, he's such a good player and he's plays so freaking hard and he can hit you big shots. But then it's like the free throw shooting. You know, at the end of the game, you want to get it into Chucky's hands or you want to get it into Asijan's hands. Mainly Asijan because Chucky can miss his too. But like Klesman, you would want him to be that third option. But if you're down by two and he gets fouled, I don't know if he's making the first one or the second one. I don't know. I know. Well, Tuesday night, it was, hey, let's get the ball in Big Steve's hands because he's going to make these free throws. He's not going to miss. So Not enough. Not enough. He didn't get enough shots, and I oh, don't think. Man, that was that was great. That was great to see that for him. Um, really excited to see, hopefully, like the same outcome for him against Liberty. It'll be good to see, honestly, just everyone getting back, getting that confidence more than anything. I think that's kind of what – this NIT tournament's going to do for them. Like you said, they're a lot of the teams they're playing are a lot shorter than Wisconsin's big men. And I mean, it's a whole different level from the big 10. I mean, you're getting pushed around by more Northwestern. You're getting pushed around by Maryland, Michigan, um, Purdue. All these guys are just like beating the shit out of Wisconsin. And then they're playing Bradley. They're playing Liberty. Like this is going to be so good for them to be, Instead of being the underdogs now, like they're going to be like the big guys now. They're going to be, you know, your teams that were pushing you around in the Big Ten. They need to take that same like kind of fire that they had in the Big Ten and especially in those close games. And I think that's why they're going to blow out everyone in the NIT because they're just the better matchup. Well, and the thing with it is, too, is you look at all those good games they played in and you look at like even the Vegas line, how close it was. You know, the only Purdue is only favored by three. Or this team was only favored by two. Like that, everybody knows Wisconsin is not any worse than any of these teams. They just they they could never get over the hump all season long. They could never get over the hump. They always were like in this. They were in a rut and they couldn't get themselves out of their rut and just string a couple wins together. It was win loss, win loss, win loss the entire way. You pick up one more win in there, you have a three game winning streak. They're in. They're in yeah. the big dance right now. We wouldn't be talking about Liberty right now. We'd be talking about. Xavier or somebody else. Yeah. You know? We wouldn't be talking about this kind of shit. Like Greg Gard said, they played a Bradley team that if 
they would have beat Drake in their conference tournament, Bradley would have been a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament. Simple as that. Bradley won their regular season conference. They just lost in the big turn. They lost in their conference tournament. That's it. So they played a 12 seed. So you imagine Wisconsin got in as a five. They just played a 12 seed. They just kicked the ever living shit out of a 12 seed. I've watched a lot of 12 seeds in this big dance who play right with these five seeds, upset these five seeds all tournament long. And you just, you just, I mean, it was at home. It was at the Cole Center, but you can't tell me it was a home crowd because there wasn't that many people in attendance for that game. It, it was a pretty game. empty stadium when well, you looked around. Tuesday night, <laughs> Tuesday night, 8.30 game, it's tough. You know, you have that quick of a turnaround. The students are gone on spring break. It's, you know, and I'm glad this weekend they said that Greg Gard gave away tickets today for, or not today, he gave away tickets for the uh, game. That's going to be huge for him to get those, t- to get the student section to show up because then it can get loud in there. Wisconsin needs to play this game just like they did Bradley. Bradley wasn't used to slowing it down. And Wisconsin plays that tempo where they slow teams down to the point where, you know, against Bradley, they were able to blow them out because they slowed Bradley down that much. And that's where Liberty is going to be able to, if Wisconsin can slow them down, Liberty is going to want to get out and run. That's how upsets happen in these games. And you look at like even Virginia when they just got upset by Furman in the big dance, Virginia plays slow. And they let Furman hang around with him, hang around with him. Furman was able to play fast. Boom, upset. Just how it happens. Wisconsin is a better team than Liberty, but they have to control the game like they're better than Liberty. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, obviously the Badgers are in the NIT right now to prove something. They're here to prove, you know, that they're a really great team. They're the team that we've seen all year, the one that's that can impress us. They can play with the likes of Purdue. They could beat Purdue, should have beat Purdue, but, hey, we can't keep bringing up the past. But I think this is a really good opportunity, too, to play your bench guys and figure out who can help you along with your starters. I mean, you have everyone coming back next year. Don't know about Tyler Wall, but you have everyone coming back. So figure out what guys on the bench can help you out. Who can help out your starters? And I think that Greg Gard needs to focus on that a little bit more in the upcoming games. Obviously, we want him to blow them out. We want the Badgers to win, but use those guys more. Mm -hmm. And don't follow Darius McGee. Do not follow him. Do not send him to the line. I'm talking he's... He's attempted 119 free throws and he's made 104. That's not the guy. He's not it. Do not follow him. We do not want him going to the line. He will bury us from there. Yeah. So if you're heading down to Madison on Sunday, Badger fans, make sure you're cheering loud. Talk to Greg Gard and tell him to call up me and Trage so that Trage and I can ask him some questions about his bench players and what he's thinking. Because that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know what he's thinking. I'm, I really I'm don't. curious. I really don't. I'm curious. No. I'm not going to agree. No, I, I probably won't agree, but I want to know. I don't want a headache. <laughs> um, or if you're going, tell the Wisconsin Badger Athletic Office to answer our emails because, you know, Trajan and I tried to hit him up and they just ignored us. But, hey, so Badger fans, we'll see you all next week. Later, guys. Deuces, Badger Nation.